all these things are good things but not all good things are good for you because that's something god taught me a good man is often an enemy of a spiritual man hello again everyone on behalf of disciple of city i'm todd carlton and this is the toddcast we are capturing moments of encounter with god that have made jesus more than religion my guest today is originally from india he's now residing in durham region which is an hour east of toronto for our out-of-country guests He was an aircraft engineer before getting into full-time ministry, and he's the founder of Ark of God Canada, which we have partnered with, that's Disciple of City, for the Good News Festival, which we will hear all about today. Please welcome my friend, Stanley T. George. Thank you, Paul. Welcome, man. Thank you. It's an honor. Let's see what Holy Spirit has planned for today. Amen. It's It's good to see you, and it's an honor to have you here too, brother. Thank you very much. So, my friend, um, nice day out today, eh? Beautiful, eh? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's pleasant weather. And I was driving here, you know, I think you told me this is a place of rolling mountains. Rolling hills, the rolling hills, hills yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> From the time we had the Good News Festival in Millbrook, Cabin, Monaghan, right? I yeah. this place. <laughs> yeah, it's good, eh? It's amazing, it's good. Yeah, if, if you can just try to just just be a little bit closer to the mic there, that'd be great. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, you got a good radio yeah. voice. Yeah, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Stanley, um, so much to talk about today, but um, just let's start from the beginning, man. You were born in India. When when did you come? How much of that do you remember? And when did you come to Canada? Yeah. So as you said, I'm born in India and lived in India for pretty much maybe 24 years. Then I moved to Dubai, United Arab Emirates, as part of my job. Um, so I was in the aviation as an aircraft engineer, worked with different companies, uh, including national and international airlines, few of the prominent ones even still in the aviation world. So then I came to Canada when I got married to my wife, <laughs> FIBA. So she was living here. She's brought up here. Uh, she's originally from India, but she born and brought up in Muscat. That's Middle East country, Oman. Okay. And they moved to Canada almost 22 years ago with uh, you know her parents. So where did you meet her if you were in Dubai? Yeah. So in our culture, not much dating happens. Right? Now, definitely these days there are a lot, but so most of the marriages in our time, my time was arranged once. So basically, from somebody from your family or church know someone and say, hey, you know, I know a boy, I know a girl, right? So probably this is a match. And then it comes, when it comes to my life and many people's life, we actually ask for God's plan first, even before we start talking. Is it God's plan? Is it God's will? Then only open that door. Yeah, different ways people take it. Yeah. But in our case, it was like a kind of a together. I wanted to speak to the girl right first and to know what she's into and kind of thing so basically our proposal came through one of our family friend and they know both of us both the families and they said hey this is a girl there and they know me and my dad is a pastor and her dad was also a pastor so it all came together and uh, yeah so we met and again that's all miraculous stories i never wanted to get married to somebody from the west or americas or australia not because of i don't like them uh, it's because I wanted to do something which God is providing, right? If people, I know often get married to come to 
um america or canada or australia you know that's a normal case so i said no uh if god is blessing me you are going to bless me right not to any people so i was kind of adamant in many ways with god right you know so i was i was so proud about how god want to do things in my life but again god asked me you submit your life for me completely every areas that's the best way, best way you you are not telling me what i should do if you obey me you're going to see the best so anyway we got connected through the family and uh, then we spoke a little bit but still i was not in a full convincement i asked god god if it is your will let it happen and miraculously we had to meet in india she was flying to india for a visit i was in dubai that time i got a stomach pain severe pain in my in my in my tummy and they took me to hospital they found it's a appendicitis oh this it's going to burst any time they took the scan it's inflammated they said immediately you have to do surgery i said okay if the surgery surgery you know i have to save my life then suddenly a voice came to me you know you are not going to do the surgery here you go to india uh, we have a very efficient and very experienced you know medical doctors in india they are doctors from many many years my dad knows some of them then i called my house and they said if you can travel come over we will do in india then i took a special permission my probation was ending that day that means i can travel with company ticket because i'm working for an aviation company i have free ticket so my manager senior manager he gave a special permission and i flew to india and that was the same time fiba and family was visiting india at the same port same airport they were landing i went to hospital directly <laughs> and i went there the senior doctor surgeon he came and examined by his thumb right he said i don't i'm not going to do a surgery now wait for two days and i was admitted see directly coming after you went out out of india for first time working yeah right and foreign country you're coming back you're getting admitted in a hospital <laughs> <laughs> but you left a hospital so you were in a hospital and they said hey man you need surgery and you yeah. said no yeah. i'm going to go back this then it's surgery <laughs> so now i'm in a hospital in india yeah. i landed in india and they said wait for two days there's another doctor second opinion after two days he said i don't think you need a surgery if you want you can wow. take a scan and we took the scan and everything is perfect there is no appendicitis wow that's the way god brought me there to meet fiba yeah. my wife when i saw her first time really Lord spoke to me this is the girl for you. I was fully convinced then that's how we met. So then we got married and I didn't want to leave Dubai because it's a beautiful place plus the job I'm having I can travel anywhere free tickets duty travel on business class and first class traveling across the world uh, it's a lot of fun and but I wanted to when I was traveling God started putting something in my heart which I will tell you why i moved to canada and what's happening so well, anyway we met there just sorry man sorry to interrupt but can we can we just jump back a little bit just before you get into all that you said that your dad was a pastor and your wife's dad was a pastor so you both grew up in within christianity exactly so what's it like what is the predominant religion and just for other people that are listening what is it like in india as far as faith goes so in india the predominant religion is hinduism um and the second probably islam as they grow fast and um, re- christianity have a long root in india so we have we believe and we have proofs that saint thomas the disciple of jesus christ came to india in ad 52 2000 years ago and he started the evangelization there and he got martyred at the age of no at ad 30 ad 72 after 20 years so we have a long root and even my background goes to many many generations to christian faith 
but i i am born and brought up in a christian family my dad is a pastor we have been grown very well i don't have a testimony of being addicted or went to alcohol or you know sex or kind of things but i had a good life but it faith complete faith you know in india it's religion is minority and especially believers are very less those days and being a pastor's child is not that easy you have a lot of i don't say religious spiritual restrictions right we don't get into all these things and you are very limited but god has been good and um but i read bible maybe seven times before i was turning 15 i knew hundreds of words by heart i knew christianity as a religion uh it was good like it's you're growing up but i was empty right it's not that real you know your intellectual your brain you study things but when it comes to your real life unless you don't have a relationship it's just a religion yeah and that's what actually started the transition in me not because somebody told me not because of the thousands and thousands of sermons i'm hearing from my time i am you know born but definitely all those things came to reality when i came to know jesus personally otherwise it's just an information the information will turn to a revelation yeah. when you know from where that information is coming from and for what purpose that information is coming to you the purpose the same word for example uh, god is love right when i hear it it speak to me in a very unique way than it can speak to you because that's why we are designed in a unique way so the information can stay as an information in a religion but it comes to a revelation when we come to know Jesus Christ in person so that is the twist really happened i never blame my background i'm so proud of i'm so thankful to my parents who raised me up in the fear of god and word right it is the background so those things i learned those days are coming to reality and revelation in these days when i'm in ministry i remember yeah that's what it was written in bible otherwise it is just a matter of fear right you you are afraid that god is going to punish you and you are kind of an intellectual christian yeah that will never take you anywhere yeah it will take you up to a place where you hit the wall now now you are alone nobody's with you your life alone so god brought that twist in my life that i will share later so yeah so religion wise hinduism is a prominent religion in india christianity is there it's growing um and muslim islams uh, is it free for everybody there to practice no, their faith no india in the country in the in the province where i grew up because the christianity came first to that place the place is called kerala k e r a l a it's a southern tip of india southernmost is at one side it's a beautiful place we have tropical weather we have more than 40 plus rivers 44 rivers in our province fresh water right you can always dip in we can go and drink and 20 plus lakes and the longest beach of hundreds of kilometers one side is full of beaches indian ocean and uh, you know coming down to the sri lanka sri lanka is close to our place yeah. it's another island like it's a big country not a big country it's a country so um geography wise kerala is very friendly for for religion uh the government the system so we closely have maybe 20% plus of christians in kerala so and almost every families somebody is outside india means they might be living in europe or america or canada or middle east or europe so everywhere you go you will come to know a keralaite person we call it like malayali that's the local 
you know, acronym we use. But people are, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, our province is blessed. You go any village, you see palaces, you see bungalows, you see high-end cars, high-tech technology houses, millions of dollars worth assets, because that's the good news the results of good news which came to our province. From Kerala, many people went to the northern parts of India. They started evangelizing. They started preaching the good news. And there are. But in Kerala, you have a very safe place. You don't have. But there is a persecution is increasing. But in the northern parts of India, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, gospel is very dangerous. You you can face persecution anytime. And it is spreading across India from last maybe a decade. It's increasing. At least one day, you hear at least two to three cases that they are being beaten up or murder. So it's increasing in a very high rate because of the radical influence of extreme religiosity, right? People are good. The people in India are really good. Hindu people are really good. They welcome every culture. That's the reason Christianity or Islam came to India. People are so nice. But again, any religion, when you have that extremism comes, it's dangerous. doesn't matter you're Christian or Hindu or Islam. So people of India are really good, very friendly, very accommodating. But the radical elements is creating a lot of problem in India. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So now let's spring back forward <laughs> to where you were going to talk about how you got married or where you got married. Yeah. So from Dubai, I was working in Dubai for the Royal Airlines um, and closing to my probation ending time, I got this pain in my stomach. I told you and came to India, yeah. I came to the city called Trivandrum, where's my close to my house, that's the airport. And Phoebe and her family landed there for a visit and we had to meet. Like after two days, they discharged me from the hospital. You're absolutely fine. You don't need any surgery. Wow, it's God. And then the next day, uh, the families came together and we arranged a, you know, meet up. Yeah. So we got a time to talk personally. When I saw her first, like God told me, yeah, this is a girl. And it was very different than from what I expected. It's very different from the, the pictures I saw about her. So it was a God ordained marriage. That's what I believe. Then we started praying, you know, we got, we got engaged in next two weeks. Uh, I went back to Dubai and came back and we got engaged. Um, then the marriage happened after almost eight months, uh, seven, yeah, eight months. In India? In India. So she yeah. came, flew again there, and she came for two weeks, and we got married. Then after marriage, we asked God, what's your plans? Right? So FIBA came to Dubai and stayed with me for almost nine months after Anne, our firstborn, was born. And we were looking into opportunities there and asking God, Lord, we should move back to Middle East or India, or we should stay in Canada. Because we wanted to know God's perfect will. Definitely, everyone wants to come to Canada. But I was not in that mindset. God has changed my mindset completely because I know that there's a purpose in my life. And people always say that, yes, America is good. Canada is, is definitely is a blessed places in the world. But if God doesn't send you there, it's going to be a hell for you. If God is sending you to Africa, that will be the heaven for you. If God is sending you to a Middle East, that will be the best place you can. Because heaven, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in you, right? Kingdom of God is with you. So when, if we don't experience the kingdom, peace, and love, when you are alive in this earth, don't expect that we might go to the real heaven. The heaven is all about the presence of Jesus. And that will be there where God is sending you. So when I first came to Canada, the, there was a beautiful writing on the wall of, you know, like our scenery in my wife's house. It's written, the will of God will never take you 
to a place where his grace can keep you safe right so i love every places because as part of my job i travel to many countries for me like every places are beautiful every places have its own plus and minuses the thing which it matters is is it god's will is god's purpose my life is all about the message i always give is about god's perfect will in someone's life in marriage in job in ministry all these things are good things but not all good things are good for you because that's something god taught me a good man is often an enemy of a spiritual man mm. right we can be good to everything and everything we really, really desire good things but that may not be good for you so we have to ask every step especially in canada i always tell to the young ones about to get married you know it's good to speak it's good to you know go for a date and see how that person and all but never ever cross the limit unless you're so sure that she or he's going to be your partner ask god ask god don't put you in a fiery position and regret later and i i thought i would get married to somebody else and probably i liked maybe other girls like maybe that person is going to be my wife right i so as a person we go out you know that in in india how it is like that you know some family then the families come together hey you know what these two can match so i had many proposal came like that i liked many girls too like yeah, it was really good very spiritual beautiful good family but that doesn't makes the best fit for you always ask god yeah. so that's one message i would like to give to canadians and americans and and the people you know um, there's a there are cultural differences but there is no differences in god's will always ask god is your perfect will and god will give you clear picture clear answers it's a mystery he will tell you he will give you a peace is this person is going to be my spouse is my partner because in god's kingdom purpose your partner is so important yeah it's very important so that's one message i would like to share in that area where we got married it was divinely orchestrated god gave us sign after sign even i wanted to move back or you know i was not confident but i used to continuously pray sometimes it's like that we don't have the exact answer but i so i asked god you know how i know the will of god many people ask me this tough question like how i will know the will of god i said there is no written rule to find his will but there is one simple trick god taught me pray that every doors which is not in god's will be closed so i started praying that if you are standing in a four way corner like four you know in a junction where yeah. you have four streets or you see a police officer standing police officer standing there hey you cannot go you know road is blocked on the right you turn you see that construction you cannot go so now you have only one way so that's one thing i started in the beginning to know the will of god as you walk in the will of god you will start hearing the voice very clearly but for the beginners just trust god and remove all your options many times we pray for the will of god keeping our will in our mind you know we don't let it go and still we pray i want the will but you have to really really let it go and trust me from my experience when you submit for the will of god the best thing will come to you because you don't know what's coming in the next years and next months he knows it yeah but so i was not fully fully confident but i prayed honestly lord only your will i'm ready i don't want to take it so deep and it will pain me later but i prayed i don't know but when the right time came god ignited that this is the person so that's one prayer i would like to pray for everyone and they should pray and god will speak to them what is the will of god so we got married in god's divine way and our we got married now 8 years 9th year now 
so our this year is much much better than our first year people always say the honeymoon and the first golden you know months and years but for us yeah it was golden but every year as we walk together you know as we live together it's good it's glorious and glorious and glorious yeah i never knew that this is so beautiful <laughs> that's so good Stanley, you talked uh, earlier about growing up and knowing scripture and having read the Bible, I think you said seven times by the time you're 15. Yeah. Uh, but without that personal relationship, it's just like head knowledge. It's just religion. So what was the, was there a pivotal point or what was the transition of where Jesus became real to you, where it became more than what you grew up hearing and reading and stuff? Yeah. So thanks to for asking that question because there is something very important in that area so being said that people say oh when you're growing up you should go freely and don't let the kids learn no it's not like that when a child is growing up he's in the control and the vicinity of a house right father and mother that's the best time you can invest in that child's life definitely it's not going to you are not going to see a you know radical effect or the fruits on those days but bible says teach the young one the child when he's growing up right so what i got was definitely help me a lot to understand the word of god but till the age of 15 or 16 or 17 in india like you are protected world you don't have to worry about anything but when you go out you're facing the world that's where the real challenge starts but the foundation what it is put in you even though it was intellectual it makes a lot of difference so i encourage parents i encourage young ones to grow in the word of god even if you don't understand read it again and again encourage your children to learn the words and it, the small verses which i studied when i was a child or 6 year or 9 year old that is standing as a powerful messages today one of the word which i learned was psalms 139 verses 16 all my days are written in your book before those days were fashioned before me As a small child I never understood the depth but today when I'm sitting in front of Todd and recording this I know that September 21 2022 was written in God's book and it is happening so every moment when you face the life you know that it is written in God's book I'm not going to be disappointed I'm not worried because it is written and he know how to move forward I'm just giving an example so that's that's very important very important maybe you don't see the results immediately i know that people who grown and brought up in a believers house they turn back from god at some point of time and go around the world and come back but they will come back i'm not saying that every time you see the fruits immediately but it will come back so growing in that atmosphere it really helped me a lot my dad and mom they were not like so high profile or they were simple life he's a preacher he's a teacher he pray every day my mom and my dad they used to pray every day every day morning and evening we have family prayer even before they wake us up i used to see my mom and dad pray from early morning 4:30 and they pray for us and they pray with us in the evening that was a must in the house but I, we never felt forced right we never felt because they were very simple they don't beat you or they won't spank you or but you feel the love and it is a it is a it's a lifestyle yeah but they prayed this simple even today he's ministering and he's overseeing close to 20 churches in india he's a senior pastor and you know a deacon level but they live a simple life i don't send money or anything like that unless they have a need this is very simple minister to people planting churches supporting pastors and ministering even today they live in the small house which called parsonage 
in India, uh, along with the church, you have a small house, maybe a one bedroom or two bedroom. We grew up in like one bedroom, two bedroom, small houses. And even I have a house, God gave us a house of our own, but he stays in the church building most of the time. He had a job. So before he's coming to ministry, he was full time working and God called him to the ministry. He resigned the job and he came to ministry when I was one year old. And that's where his journey started. So they, they live a simple life, but their prayer, even today. Yeah, my, my mom and dad, they are growing old. They have you know physical difficulties, but still they pray. So the prayer of a father and mother, it's so powerful. I yeah. encourage all the parents who are listening, keep praying. It will bring mighty changes in the children's life. So from that, I would say, religious or the family background, God gave me a promise when I was 11 year old. Probably the people who are listening to me, they know. In India, in, in my community, many people know me. So I will be sharing this with them uh, when Todd sent me the link. So I got this promise from a man of God that when you grow up, I will send you to nations without a visa or a ticket. <laughs> wow. So people who listen to that, right, they're like, maybe maybe something wrong, Right. But being a child, I don't know that you need a visa, right? I don't know about what, how the passport system works. Being an Indian passport, nothing, I, I didn't have a passport when I was 11 year old. We are not traveling anywhere. But I believed it as word of God. Sometimes because of our knowledge, because we know a lot of things, it's difficult for us to believe what God says. When God tells you something, trust him completely and blindly. So I was growing up, I... I wanted to support ministry, but I never, never wanted to be in ministry because I have seen the hardships my parents gone through. We have literally prayed. We never went into um, without having food, but we prayed for the next day food. Because in India, a pastor is not like how a pastor in Canada or US. You don't have a salary. You don't have a pension plan. You just go to a village or a town and you start a ministry with your family, complete faith, and you're not working. It's a faith ministry. But the prayer has changed villages and towns. Every places we started seeing churches coming up. People are coming to God. Then it built up. So there were times, I don't say it's less fortunate, like we wanted to have things like other kids are having, their parents are either working in good companies or abroad. So sometimes you, you thought, yeah, I wish I would like to have. But we never complained because it was a peaceful life. We are happy. But God is so faithful. He has taken me to all these fantasies and fancies and when the time came without even spending a single penny. So I wanted to support ministry, finance ministry, wanted to do business and to become a business empire build up and to help ministries like spending. Even, even those days and even today, I don't love money. Money is my slave. You know, I never loved money. I used to spend what I get it. I never used to have a savings more. I used to keep, if I have 100 rupees or $100, someone asked me, I used to give it. I never, I, I love when I help people. Like that's what my, so I wanted to do supporting ministries. Then I studied aeronautical engineering. Uh, I wanted to, because for me, it was like a high profile job and you can get a lot of money. Right. So then I studied and, and, and I got into a job. Um, I started working first so I got a lot of promises that God is going to do that. God is going to do this. Every time I used to get prophecies, I completed my education. I'm sitting home for three years now. Like after the studies, the recession hit, aviation shut down, companies are, you know, mm. ramping up. Where are you going to get the job? 
my dad being in the christian community people know him i had many people who could have helped me no one is able to help they are saving their own jobs how they can help me and i sat like two and a half years home after all the promises all the prophecies people started asking me about what happened to your son did he complete the course like what's going on where is all the promises and prophecies gone i started praying praying and praying and fasting and praying and praying out of the 100 days out of the 365 days most of the time i was on fasting more than 100 days and after a year and a half a man came to me and said stanley you are going to continue like this for some more years but god is preparing you and molding you for something it broke me down i became a zero i used to have that pride that i have education i have promises and i'm going to be there but god put me down to zero to allow him to bless me and he started talking to me i want to use you but i don't need your education i don't need your job the plans and missions i have for you you cannot even imagine with your entire lifetime savings if you work for 60 years you will not be able to do that i have a bigger plan but you wanted to go through all this i'm allowing you to go to for a some time and you will realize how pity and how simple paul says because of the excellence of the knowledge of christ i consider everything which was gained to me as trash yes it's it's look good but again i'm not letting it go right when people talk to you you know that is true yeah but you won't let it go so i i believed it then i then my prayer started changing i used to think that i prayed i fasted i'm a good christian god is blessing me god told me no it's not because of your goodness it's god's plan in you because of his love and his grace you can even do good things no one is good no one is perfect and god don't need anything from your side or your ability he need you as a person so it's almost like you had a work based faith yes, right? yes, exactly so we used to think that oh because you prayed and fasted god bless me because i am a good person god bless him that means are you bigger than god to bribe him yeah these are the tough questions god ask me you cannot give something to god and get things back to you there it comes the law and the incapability people say that and often people come to me and say i don't have a background i don't have a christian background you guys are so blessed i said no it is not because i have a christian background i'm blessed because i know jesus jesus is not looking from where you're coming from he know from where you came he sent you to this world the moment you realize god's love on you everything changes in your life we cannot pay anything to god to get blessings in your life again when you say blessings it's not something selfish it's the blessings and promises in one person's life is actually bringing that person one more step closer to eternity and to accomplish god's missions yeah so from there i got st- I, i studied this and i waited for lord and god opened the doors i i stopped praying for a job right at one point i started praying me god your will your perfect will come to me there the two verses from bible started building me my life one is psalms 139 all my days are written in your book before those days were fashioned before me another one romans chapter 8 verses 28 those who know god those who love god and those who are called according to his purpose everything everything god is going to turn for goodness these two words so my life perspective has changed i said i am living for your purpose people love god but are we called according to his purpose at that time when these two things come together whatever is written in god's book will come to pass 
people ask me why my promises are not happening why my the prophecies over me it's not happening i said there is a formula you love god yeah but are you in his plan today in your life in your job in your relationship in your relationship with god are you there according to the purpose of god so the whole purpose of ministry all purpose of worship message sunday meetings or friday or revival meetings what is the whole purpose is to bring me back to the original plan and purpose of god yeah. what is written for me it should come to me when somebody is in christ he is a new creation yes we know is a new creation what is that new creation you are actually coming to the original purpose of god what he has written for you before you are coming to this world we born to this world and we go through different situation and circumstances that changes your personality the pressure the church the sermons the friendship the colleges the media is actually changed you into a different person and the moment you accept jesus christ you are coming to the original design of god to which what he wanted you to be that change our personality our response our reflex our thought process the way we see someone you know that is a new creation effect so the whole purpose of churches and gatherings and prayer and worship is to bring god's plans and purposes in our life or changing that's why ephesians chapter 4 all the five apostolic ministries is intended to build you to the maturity of christ yeah so then i got a job it was miraculous i was sitting home one day a heavy heaviness came to me and i started went up to the terrace you know we have concrete buildings on the top and i prayed lord i'm crying out to you from this corner of the world i don't know who can hear me but i know you can hear me i'm to the verge of you know i cannot hold it anymore i need you and i cried out so loud i came down for the family prayer my phone is ringing it's an unknown number i didn't pick the call again it's ringing i said i'm in the prayer i'm not going to attend the call again it rang then i took the call that was a supervisor who was there when i was a trainee in a company called jet airways he called me stanley you have 48 hours you have to go there and report to work if you are interested i don't have my resume i nothing i said don't worry i know you i recommended you there he is not a christian he is an atheist right god can use anyone yeah and within 48 hours i have joined the company i started my journey long story short god sent me god put me in a special department called aog that's called aircraft on ground so in an airline there's a special recovery team like todd you are a firefighter you are on emergency you are on call so anywhere in the world if the company's aircraft is grounded with a technical failure we have a team fly out and go and fix it and bring the flight back home or the base or at least a temporary fix and bring it back so god put me in that department as a junior engineer as a junior mechanic i started there it gave me a lot of experience god gave me a lot of privileges and uh, airports to airports and i traveled then god took me to middle east that's another big story i don't want to share it's all miracles after miracles i never had an invitation for the interview i'm busy with bringing people to christ you know i used to, i used to have a very old 25 year old um, suv <laughs> which i had i used to fill people and i used to go to revival meetings some of the people might be listening to that from different backgrounds so i was busy with the revival meeting in india then my friends called me hey stanley you should come and check this out i said what there's an interview going on with the royal aircraft airlines is called emirates but I don't, I'm, i'm not boasting about the companies but god i said okay i'll try i just walked in thousands of people are there 
they took 35 people out of 6000 people they interviewed i was one among them oh. and it was powerful i landed at the airport i'm already late god told me don't pick up the taxi from there go walk across mumbai airport the busiest airport go to the road you will find someone then a guy with a red hair red hair taxi is very famous in india he came and stopped hey where you want to go i said i want to go this place okay hop on and i said i have to be there by 9 he said man you are not you don't know mumbai you will never reach there by 9 <laughs> you will at least take 9:30 or 9 stay at is 1 hour i know i have to be there by 9 he said after a few seconds he said this car i never driven about 70 km an hour in my life i am driving this taxi from 32 years but i think i should help you he just went like a rocket i don't know how he went through the traffic crazy place he dropped me at 855 at the location the moment i crossed the gate they closed because a lot of people are waiting and long story short i gave the interview they selected me they took me to emirates dubai and they paid all my expenses i started working so that's an international airline now Yeah. Again God put me in the same department. Yeah. And I started flying to different places. And God fulfilled that promise. That's truly the beginning of the promise what he actually meant. When we hear blessings and promises we get so excited. Actually the purpose of every blessing in our life is actually for his kingdom. Yeah, and it's going to be in his time. His time. Right. With the Indian passport he started sending me to these countries. Initially it was very exciting. Business class travel. flat but sleeping you travel from one world to another staying in international hotels and all the continental breakfast and crew and air hostess and pilots it's a fancy world but after a few time whenever i go to a country when i go into the hotel i kneel down there i always carry my bible i start thanking god for his faithfulness lord you brought me to this land i pray for this place i was very excited to go to the christian nations because being in a country like hinduist nation When you go to a Christian nation, you feel like you are home, right? But I, it surprised me. Churches are turning into monuments and mosques. Churches, nobody go to church. It's like just a fancy thing. It shocked me. Then it started a fire in me. I knew why God is showing me all these things. I started praying on the streets whenever I go. I don't know anything. I'm just praying, God, give me a business give me a money i'm going to buy all these churches and i'm going to start an organization which take care of the churches and all the places and we ask if one person is ready to pray in that place we will support that church that was the fire which came on me slowly slowly i started losing my interest in what i'm doing because the fire started burning god has shown me france europe australia new zealand turkey and you name it all these places i've seen the same thing uk then I, the fire started burning in me but at the same time god started preparing fiba on the other side so i wrote i don't remember the exact date jesus is lord on my bible and the same time fiba got the revelation jesus is lord when we got married and once we were going through our old books she showed me i wrote this in my book when i was looking at that was the exact time years ago even before we met god gave me that revelation jesus is lord over nations i was i wrote it down in my diary different corners of the world thousands of miles away so that started putting that fire in me god fulfilled that promise but i knew that that is not for just fancy life or blessing in my life when we got married fiba came to dubai she stayed for 9 months 10 months we couldn't find any god's plans in there and one november 
I used to fly here and she used to fly every month because we have free tickets to fly, right? So it's it's fun. I came here for two days, three days, I go back because I have four days working and four days off. So in the four days off, I'm on call. I can fly to other places. So you just leave Dubai and just, yeah, just boogie come, over to Canada yeah, for a couple days? Monday <laughs> and I go back on Wednesday. Or maybe sometimes wow. I took two days more. I go on Friday because our aircraft used to fly three times a week. Yeah. Well, that's the airline industry, right? Yeah. Airline. Once... When I was going back, I saw a movie over the flight, right? So the hero of the movie, he's in Afghanistan or Iraq, I believe. And uh, he's, a, he's a fighter and he's been hired by the contractors to do a mission. And his wife and the kid doing a video call, right? So the wife said, you won't get the times. The time will never come back. These days will never come back. Your the daughter is growing here. She wants to see your dad, daddy when she's growing up. It really touched me. Then I was in the air and I asked God what to do. Oh, and because like, you had. And, your, your, and favor here. Oh, okay. So they came back after the 10 months of the vacation, you know, the, the, our maternity leave. Yeah. She started working back. But the funny thing, when we were getting married, FIBA was working in Peterborough. She was working in Peterborough. And after getting married, she moved to Toronto. And when we had our elder daughter, she started speaking. She's like close to two years. She started asking daddy and it started bugging me what I'm doing. You know, then I started surrendering again. Lord, tell me what to do. And on December, he said, pack your bags, pack your tent, tighten your waist and get out of this country. Immediately I resigned. I got a job here at the same time. They wanted me to come too, but I was not sure I should move now. Yeah. The company said, Stanley, you're doing a big mistake. You won't get a job like this. Why don't you stay with us? We will start a base in Toronto. Then you can get a transfer. I said to my manager, Chris, it's an order from heaven. My boss has told me to go. Then they called me to the vice president. As a third of the royal family is a vice president of the company. He don't know me personally, but this guy said, if you want to talk to him, so when I first came to Dubai, God told me one thing. No one can take you out from this place unless my time come. And even if you want to go, I will not send you. But the time I'm telling you to go, you should leave everything and go. I knew that. The vice president, that is a third in the royal family after the king, the next to next, he's the vice president of the company. He just called me for two minutes. He's a very busy guy, right? He's an Arab guy. He said, hey, Stanley, what, 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 what's the problem? What do you want me to do? You want me to do something? I said, no, it's my personal decision. I have to go. Why? I said, I have a boss. Wow. He smiled. He said, are you Christian? I said, yes. Habibi, let's go. Go ahead. If you need any help, done two minutes. So even the vice president asked me, I couldn't stay back because that was so powerful as calling to come to Canada. And I asked God, why are you taking me to Canada? And when I came here, God started talking to me. Then I started working with Bombardier. Uh, there's a company here and um, got open doors and amazing opportunities, management levels and everything. I was one of the youngest guy who came to that position in a short period of time. God, prom God fulfilled all the promises and everything. But God sent me to Peterborough in one of those days. Yeah. And he started speaking to me again. You know, after, you know, sometimes like that, you, you just stay low for a couple of months or years. And even in Dubai, we had an underground church we used to have very confidential fellowship with every kind of people. 
and the time before i was come the last assignment god gave me was there was a chinese girl who worked with me she got accepted lord and she got baptized and she became a powerful believer probably that was the time god was waiting and immediately after that god sent me from dubai i resigned i came to canada then god gave me a very powerful assignment a powerful word you owe something back to this nation this is what i hear you owe something back you know you are debted i said how so in india even though we are from christian background and christianity there is something happened in 1900s as part of asusa street revival even before that 1850s to 1890s missionaries came to india from sweden ireland uk canada us they came with the revival and the gospel that's different than christianity <laughs> So you were getting a message that you owed something to Canada or yes, yes. or Dubai okay to Canada or, yeah so they came with the revival gospel and that has impacted my great grandfathers coming out of a religious christian background to a relationship with god the real revival the real relationship with god that has blessed all our families children's and generations we got we got blessed all the families are intact everyone is staying together When I came to Canada I started seeing what is happening here in the life of so-called Christians you know I don't have to explain it all this addictions attacks divorces breakups very massive destruction but these people's forefathers who invested in India long back which helped us and my, my families to be saved to come to the real relationship with Jesus there are millions and millions of dollars being sent to india many missionaries came and lived there and died there they sacrificed their good life for the gospel and that's why i am blessed i know many families and people i am talking to the new immigrants and people coming to canada because god blessed this nation because people has come there and now their third and fourth and fifth generation in canada or uk or us wherever you are they are going through a destruction they are going through a lot of issues So God told me you owe something back and I realized that's my mission. I could have gone and ministered to our communities and I got a lot of support knowing my dad is a senior minister. I have a lot of support and the people love me and they call me. But God told me no, I'm sending you to the Canadian rural towns and villages because this land need a revival. So this is the beginning of AOG. Yeah, this is the beginning of AOG Ark of God Canada. Yeah. And God gave me the vision of Ark of Noah's Ark. where all are invited all are welcome doesn't matter where you are coming from which denomination which religion which race or culture or ethnicity that's what you see in our group you see every kind of people so that's where we started getting into the canadian communities right and god gave me two strategy one is a grassroots revival go to the towns and villages go to people go to the streets one to the parliament so we have a ministry where we pray for ministers we pray for mps and mpps we just call them and we take an appointment we go to their office and sit there and with them and pray because we need god fearing people out there in parliament because they make policies for this nation yeah and bible is written you are called to pray for the leaders so that goes on a different level and at the same time we should reach to the grassroots level that's where the soul of a nation is sleeping and that is not an easy work it's a little bit of work that's what 
we started indoor gatherings revival meetings plus the outdoor gospel meetings yeah we call it like good news festival this year probably in the coming years it will be known as good news festival till last year we used to call us bless peterborough that was a name we used to give so this is a fourth year we are doing the outdoor meetings so that brings spiritual changes uh, economic changes family changes and more than that we are representing jesus as a relationship than a religion yeah people love jesus but people hate church people hate denomination but they still love jesus so instead of pulling people to the four walls definitely needed at time but we go to the people the yeah. church go to the people yes. and share the love of jesus that's where we started this ark of god canada and that aog is coming also called aircraft on ground yes the urgency and that the mobility you are not called to be at one place the mobility is so important go wherever god is sending you don't stick on to a place raise people raise you know leaders keep moving reach because there is a much much big field out there and and this this good news festivals for those of you listening took place over the last four years in multiple different towns in ontario where which was an opportunity to have worship music different bands worship music different speakers and in parks where people are are uh, around and disciple city we partnered with you guys here when you were in peterborough sent some people when you were in different cities uh, and many people were drawn into it and people came because they knew about it but then people also heard and, and came and it was very very powerful yeah. um, <laughs> Stanley I wanted to uh, there's so much really we could ask you about it but our, our time's really trucking along here quick um, but I wanted to ask you about um, you, you talked about really having a heart for new Canadians when we were up in the green room and we were mm-hmm. talking yeah. there was something that you wanted to share yeah. uh, for people that are thinking about coming to Canada can you can you share that yeah so as I said in my journey when people come to Canada people often ask me you know you came for a better life um, my answer is yes no uh, it's not just for a better life and I had a good life there you know it was all good I don't know how long it would last but when people come to canada i want to tell everyone who is listening who are new immigrants or who are planning to come god is sending you to this nation with a purpose and when you come here you have to understand you are not going to take what you carry from there because canada is blessed because there is something god has put in this nation there is a way it was been blessed so we have to understand that accept it and adopt it there is a strategy for every nation god have a strategy how he bless them so canada is blessed by the love of jesus canada is blessed by the strategies god has put in the heart of the forefathers they build this nation spiritually economically society wise every areas culture wise i always seen people try to do everything what they did in their countries i said why you came here right i know it is a little different of topic but i feel that do you really want the same thing which happened in your place to happen here or you want to be in the blessing to continue this it's like you're cutting the root of a tree never cut the root of this nation if you want your children and generation to be blessed you should understand in your mind in your heart in your brain there is a strategy being this country is being built 
why the places from where you came never reached that because that was not in that strategy that comes to faith that's come to culture that's come to uh, economic uh, decisions you take you know financial decisions get aligned to that one thing then you are going to be successful in this nation otherwise you are going to sink and you are going to sink the nation so never cancel the things what's here never bring the things all the things what you have done and which destroyed you to this nation all those things you know that better than what i tell you why people are coming to canada or america there are holy places if it's a religious thing there are holy places in the world right for every religion but people are even leaving those holy places and coming to canada and america so what is what is what is different here i'm not talking religion here i don't force anybody to convert or on it but there is something called the love of jesus which bless this nation second thing god is bringing you here with a purpose ask him what is the purpose never get you know secluded in your you know i i love the culture and things and everything diversity but never get you know only contained in those small narrow paths come out help each other Canada has been built as a strong nation by people that's something my heart for seniors we have several visions in coming days the seniors of this nation they work hard for their entire lifetime and they build this nation we should take care of them in a proper way there is something that we will talk maybe later so get along with this understand this nation is how it is built you know and and ask god what is your purpose coming to canada god can bless you in india or africa or middle east you know he help he can bless you anywhere but when god brought you here rather than just a better life get along with this canadian culture as a nation and understand what it is all about and ask god what is my role you brought me to this land bible says in jeremiah the welfare of the land you leave is your welfare so if you pray for this nation If we work hard for this nation you are going to be blessed and your children's be blessed don't get blinded because of free things and all the fancy things there's a lot of hard work needed we have to keep this nation going the way how canada is so i encourage all of you first under the understand this nation study the background and also ask god what is your role in this community there's a much much need there you're all blessed but there's a lot of need there in the communities get into the communities do your best amen thanks for sharing that stanley and thanks for coming in today and taking some time to chat with us man i really appreciate it thank you tor i know time is gone a lot but i hope i answered all the things what you wanted to ask oh man we could talk all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so Folks, if you're listening, uh, Ark of God Ministries, you can find that on Facebook. Is there videos on YouTube too with Ark of God Ministries? Yeah, no, Prim- uh, but we will upload it. It's on Facebook. So primarily on Facebook, you can see some examples of the um, uh, the different events that, that you've had, the gospel festivals and stuff like that on uh, Ark of God there. Uh, so follow along on that. Um, that's a great story, man. And, and quite a rich experience in being in all these different countries and, and experiencing things. I, I'm going to ask you a little bit later about the underground, like worshiping underground in Dubai and stuff like that seems very interesting. Um, Stanley, just to round it out, man. Um, can you give a brief message just to close us out on the importance of prayer? Yeah. Thank you, Todd. I won't take much time in there, but Uh, the mission what god given me and each one of us is to bring the body of christ together 
many people I know they they are focused on planting churches, but we are not on that. There are several churches there. We have to do something very strategic. This is a message which is going out. The Ark of God is actually called to ignite churches and ministries. So that's why we partner with Disciple City and EDS and many other ministries. They come together. We have seen it. Next year, we are planning to go to more than 25 cities, starting from Toronto to Ottawa. That's the next year plan. But how it's possible, how it can, that's the message I want to share. When Jesus was here, he prayed and he encouraged his disciples to pray. When you say prayer, the most powerful things happened in the ministry in the last five years is a prayer movie started last year. In August 2021, I was driving back after a prayer walk in Peterborough. I felt somebody sitting on my right side. I, f- I went into kind of a trance. I don't remember anything I went ri- driving on, but I know that somebody is sitting and talking to me. He told me, he asked me, Stanley, if you give me your life and your time, I'm going to finance the missions. Because I was always worried about to find out what to ask money for anyone. I want to do things in a very elegant way. I said, yes, I'm giving my life and my time. Then he said, only thing you have to do is pray. Pray every day. In September 1st, 2021, we started a prayer move. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. Started early morning, a Zoom audio call. that We call it like a prayer room. It's not like a worship room. People are coming together. And whoever Holy Spirit is leading, they pray. Sometimes they share a word, sometimes a prophecy. It started growing like powerfully. And from then, it was only me, Carol Devi, and my wife was there for first one month, no one else. We continuously prayed. The next month, we started people joining from different parts. We have people from Saskatchewan, Alberta, even UK, Ireland, Australia, India, Middle East started joining in the prayer. They pray for revival, pray for revival every day. And it has brought such a massive shift in the ministry. God started opening doors. So this year, Good News Festival, we could do in nine cities, very powerfully. And ministries with the same mission, Disciple City, Adam, Todd, and, and Curtis, and all came. They were always supporting. Adam was there last year, and even before even he preached a wonderful message. But this year, God brought us together. An amazing work. We have seen close to 170 plus salvations. Several baptisms, more than 70 miracles, creative miracles in the last four or five months. And we continue to pray. So I want to anchor the message what I want to give. We have a great mission. It's not that fancy or easy, but with Holy Spirit, it's easy. The one thing I noticed, I never got burned out. I never got exhausted. Sometimes it was me and my wife only. We travel many kilometers and we reach home by one o'clock. She has to go work early morning. Kids are sleeping in the car, sitting in the car seat. But we never, ever felt exhausted. That was Holy Spirit. So think Holy Spirit and the prayer move. I encourage, I know the pastors who are listening to me. I speak to many pastors. God gave the opportunity to speak to many pastors. My message is start a prayer move in your church. There should be at least one person still alive in that church who want to pray. I'm not talking about a prayer which you want to do on Friday and Sundays every day. I know it's pain, but if you do it, as a leader, as a pastor, our prime duty is to encourage your sheep, your people to pray. If you are successful in getting to that level, you will see revival in your ministry, in your church. It is in every areas. 
now i the least thing i worried about is finances it is coming we never did any fundraising so far but god has poured into the ministry the first day when we were walking into the ministry we had not even three digit number but by the end of this mission god provided everything and people this year god asked me to pray for 70 people to be raised sometimes pastors ask me are you going to start a church in my city i said why do you have a church yes then why i should start another church we are here to ignite the revival we have to encourage you we don't have to time to come and spend millions and build another church yeah if you don't have a congregation nothing we have many people we have many evangelists in our ministries in ark of god and in disciple city we will send an evangelist to start a church but if you have 15 churches in a small town why you need another one just ignite it but how it can happen it will happen with prayer prayer is the only powerful key which change the heaven which move that's why jesus said when you i'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven mm. whatever you lose in this earth will be loosened pray start a prayer move in your church if you want to get encouraged you can join our prayer movements every day and get encouraged and start in your church prayer will change canada i know that this is not going to stop here i was talking to adam greater things are coming people are going to travel from across the world to come to peterborough train and go with the revival god bless you pray and pray and pray every day pray every day this is the key i can write and give you you will never fail so see revival thanks buddy thank you thank you todd amen